0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Calvary
1: Chapel. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 11 this morning. Truth bomb. I think that's what I ate in Mexico. Actually, that must have been that must have been the problem. <laughs> you know, sometimes we have people for, over for dinner, and it's nice that we all have the same political views. That we all can get along when it comes to things like climate change and abortion and you know taxes and all those all those things. You know, nothing controversial there, right? If only, right? In the world we live in right now, it's gotten worse and worse and worse, and now it's even to where even Christians. Who have the same political views don't necessarily agree when it comes to things concerning vaccinations and things like that, and, and it just it just becomes it just becomes complicated, and you know, and so it makes it difficult to have people over for dinner sometimes. And I've, I don't know, I've had more people tell me, "Man, we had this, my, my family over, we can't get along," and a lot of it had to do with COVID stuff. You know, we can, we don't even talk anymore because of those types of things. You know, and sometimes that can be difficult. But sometimes, when it comes to difficult conversations, sometimes those things can be necessary. And in fact, we look at our text today. We're going to see that you know maybe we can't all get along always. And and I think a lot of these things are unnecessary to to argue over, but some things are necessary. so, if you're able, we stand with me. We're going to look at Luke chapter 11, verse 37, and we're just going to read the first down to verse 40 45. Today And we're going to go a little bit farther than that, but Luke chapter 11, verse 37, and as he, Jesus, spoke, a certain Pharisee asked him to dine with him. So he went in and sat down to eat. And when the Pharisee saw, saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. And the Lord said to him, now you Pharisees make the outside of the cup and dish clean, but your inward part is full of greed and wickedness. Foolish ones, did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But rather give alms of such things as you have, then indeed all the things are, all things are clean to you. But woe to you Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs, and pass by justice and the love of God these things you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seats in the synagogue and the greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like the graves which are not seen, and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. Then one of the lawyers answered and said to him, Teacher, by saying these things, you reproach us also. And Father, I just thank you for this passage, Lord, of... And just interesting woes that Jesus pronounces today. And I just pray that you would just just speak to us by your spirit. The things that you would want us to know by your spirit. About the things that are pertaining to our life, Lord. And I just ask, Father, that you just give us grace, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Years ago, I was at a a gathering and Pastor Gail Irwin was there. And he was talking to a group of us. And he told us a story. And the story was a, a true story, something that happened to him, and, and he was at the Rose Parade and enjoying it with, his, with some of his family and his daughter. And as the, as the Rose Parade ended, there was a guy with a megaphone, and he was yelling through the megaphone, if you don't know Jesus, you're going to hell. And he kept yelling that and yelling it, and, and, and Gail was like, oh, and, you know, he got home with his daughter and everything, and his daughter's like, oh, man, that guy, I, I wish that he wouldn't do that. And, and Gail's like, yeah, I know, I know, you know, it's, it's tough, you know. And that evening, or the next morning, rather, he was getting on an airplane to go to Phoenix for a conference that he was going to be teaching at, and he got on the plane, and as he was, he was sitting on the plane, here comes the guy with the megaphone down the aisle, And he's like, oh, there's that guy, you know, and he's just wondering how's this gonna go on the airplane or whatever. And and of course everything was fine. And they they got off the airplane and the guy with his megaphone in his hand, you know, got off the airplane with him. And Gail saw the pastor that he was going to to meet to drive him to um, where he was staying. And this guy got off and he greeted the pastor and they gave each other a hug and And he went on, and and Gail and the pastor you know, greeted and got in the car, and they were driving there, and he's like, did you see that guy I gave the hug to in the airport? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I saw that. And he's like, you know who that guy is? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think I do know who he is. He's like, yeah, he says, man, I don't think I could ever have that much boldness. And Gail's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty bold. And he said, do you know why he does that? He said, no, why? He said, because... One year, he was at the Rose Parade, and he was sitting there completely lost in sin, completely his life was going nowhere, everything was in a shambles, and there was a guy in the Rose Parade with a megaphone saying, if you don't know Jesus, you're going to go to hell. And he was convicted by the Holy Spirit, and he, he thought, man, i got to find a church. He found a church, got saved, ended up giving his life to the Lord, ended up serving you know, in ministry, and he's like, you know, I want to be more of a witness. And he thought, you know what, I could do what that guy did. And that's why he does that every year. Now, I don't know, maybe like you, when I first heard that story, as I was going through the, the pains of the story with Gail, I was like, I hate it when people do stuff like that. But what if it's that very thing that takes people to the place that they need to be? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that it's, it's always the, the nicest thing to hear. But you know, Jude, Jesus' other brother, Jude said this in Jude chapter 1, verse 21 through 23. He says, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. On some... Have compassion, making a distinction. Uh, the other, in other words, on some having, having compassion, you know, I'm, I'm in the love of God. I'm you know, filled with the love of God. I'm going to make a difference in somebody's life. That's what that means. I'm going to make a distinction in life. I'm going I'm to show them what Jesus is all about. just through the love and, and the grace. But then he says this, but others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Wow. And so there, there is a time, and I think probably most of the time, it's to give this, you know, you know, Jesus loves you, you know, God God can, you know, change your life type of a message. And other times, it's necessary to say, you're going to go to hell. And, and I, I just think that's a, that's a difficult thing, but that's sometimes, that's what needs to be said. You know, my wife is is an evangelist. I'm not so much an evangelist, but she's the evangelist in the family. And, you know, and she is just so good with people and so gentle with people. I mean, I, I just, you know, I just can't believe it's how gentle she can be with people and how compassionate she can be with people that just, I'm just like, ugh, you know, she's just so compassionate. But, but about a couple months ago, something weird happened. She was talking to somebody and she started, I mean, I was sitting between her and this person and she started to kind of get intense with this person. What are you doing? You know, and, and I was like, honey, and there were a lot of people around, I'm like, honey, be quiet. she's like, honey, the Lord's telling me to do this. I said, okay, so I said, hey, you want to change seats? And so we, I, said, I let this other person sit there, and she got in their grill, and I'd never seen her act like that before, really, at least not with a stranger, maybe with me, but it, that's another story. But she got in their grill, and, and then the person started to cry, and she led him to the Lord. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, you just don't know what the person needs, but the Holy Spirit knows what the person needs. And I think that every, for every season, there is a time. And in our text today, gentle Jesus, meek and mild, is going to pull out a megaphone and drop a truth bomb and then unload six shots of woes into these Pharisees and these lawyers. And it's, it's pretty intense. It says in, in verse 37 And he, Jesus, as certain, spoke when, as he spoke, rather, a certain Pharisee. Asked him to dine with him, so he went in and sat down with, to eat. And when the Pharisee saw it, he marvelled that he had not first washed before dinner. And all you moms are like, "Yeah, wash those hands, boys! You know, you can't just sit down and eat. That's not what this really was. And it was washing of the hands. This is what they're talking about here. They would wash their hands, and really, what they would do is take an eggshell, you know, that was emptied out and cleaned. And then they would dump an eggshell worth of water on one hand, an eggshell worth of water on the other hand, on the front. And then they'd turn it around. They'd they'd do it this way and let it run down their elbow. I mean, we're not getting anywhere there, right? That's not 27 seconds or whatever it's supposed to be, you know, underwater with soap. It was just, it was just, it was for show. It was a, a ritual cleansing. It was a spiritual thing, supposedly, that they were trying to do. Nothing wrong with washing your hands before dinner. Although Lyle insists that's why I got sick in Mexico because I washed my hands too much or something. I don't know. It's so like, you need to eat more questionable things, he's telling me. I'm like, I don't know about that, Lyle. <laughs> but this has nothing to do with hygiene. This was what they did because of their oral law. And the oral law was what we know as the Talmud, which has been written down. But but it was the Mishnah and the Guyana, I think is what it's called. And, and they, those two things mixed together we made up the Talmud, which was the oral law uh, basically the laws or the rules that went along with the Bible or the God's law and they had a lot of rules and practices that they put on at that time equal level to the Torah they said God
0: gave us not just the Torah but also the oral law which was not true thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes if you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety